you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. You know, I've been in broadcasting for uh, 57 years, and I've seen a lot of things change over the decades. Well, for one, when I first started on the air, we played these things called records. <laughs> and now here it is, what, almost 60 years later? Now they're called vinyl. And they're making a comeback, by the way. Yeah, there are even vinyl stores. All they do is sell old records that I used to play on the radio. Geez, that seems like a lifetime ago. I guess technically it was. <laughs> but some things change and some things never change. Then some things change and then change right back again, like records or vinyl, if you prefer. But one thing that hasn't changed over the last five or six decades is a question I hear over and over again. You know, people ask a lot of questions about broadcasting, like, how did you break into the business? Boy, that's a good one. I always like to say, I broke into radio through the back with a screwdriver and a ball-peen hammer. <laughs> Sorry, old joke. But then again, I'm an old joke, so who cares? Actually, I broke into the business using my wits. It's kind of a long story. I'll shorten it up, but I think you'll enjoy it. My voice changed when I was 11. I developed an intense interest in broadcasting at about 12. I was blessed to go to church with a man who was the general manager of the biggest AMFM TV station in my hometown, Fort Worth. So when I turned 15 and I got my driver's license, he invited me out to the station for a tour. It was one of those moments that will be seared into my memory, well, for at least as long as I have my memory. <laughs> you know, dementia is a harsh taskmaster, isn't it? Anyway, the station was huge. They had over a dozen sound studios and TV studios, a catacomb of offices and staff people, plus the biggest film laboratory in Texas at the time. That was the mid-60s. We went back up to the boss's office, and he asked me, well, what do you think? I instantly said, oh, this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Give me a job. I'm ready to start right now. <laughs> That's what he did. He kind of chuckled to himself, and he said, Well, it's not quite that easy. You're going to have to get a license from the FCC first, and that's going to involve a lot of math and electronics. You're going to have to study for at least six months to a year, and even then, you probably won't pass the test the first two or three times you take it. But I'll tell you what, when you get that license, you come back and see me, and I'll give you a job. Remember that. Then he sent me down to the station's chief engineer to get a study guide for this license and start the process. I hadn't been speaking to the chief engineer more than a minute or two before he stopped me and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you want to build the equipment? Do you want to fix the equipment like me? Or do you want to be an announcer? I said, I have no desire to fix electronic equipment. I just want to be on the air. He laughed and said, well, that's entirely different. The license you need is just a basic broadcaster's permit. And the test for that is about as difficult as a driver's license exam. And you just passed one of those. So here, take this study guide home tonight, read it, go to the FCC in Dallas tomorrow and take the test. You'll pass on the first try. I said, 
Are you sure? Because the boss said, and he interrupted me again, and he laughed. He said, the boss doesn't know the difference. Yes, I'm sure. I'm the chief engineer, for crying out loud. So I did, and I did pass the test on the first try. And it really was as easy as he said. I even remember one of the questions. It was, if the station catches on fire, should you A, call the fire department, B, try to put the fire out, C, evacuate the building, D, all of the above. <laughs> I mean, I literally aced the test. I got every question right. So, I immediately drove straight to the station in Fort Worth, walked right back into the boss's office and held up the license and said, you told me you'd give me a job when I got the license. When do I start? <laughs> of course, he didn't know the difference. He didn't know the difference between the two kinds of licenses. So, it just blew him away. And he gave me the job of playing the religious tapes on Sunday morning. So, I quit going to church on Sunday morning, but I had officially launched my career in broadcasting. I told you it was a long story. But you got to admit, it's a good one, right? Another question that people ask me a lot is, what do you like about broadcasting the most? It must be so glamorous. Oh, yeah. Getting up at 3 a.m. five days a week for 35 years? Now that's glamorous. Yeah, working at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo or a music concert or a charity gala until midnight and then getting up at 3 a.m. and working all day long? Oh, that's especially glamorous. Wouldn't you just love to do that? Well, sure, there are lots of fun aspects to broadcasting. But if you think it's all lollipops and rainbows, you try standing outside a car dealership on a hot asphalt parking lot for three hours on a Saturday afternoon in August. Then you tell me how much fun you're having or how glamorous it is. I, don't get me wrong. I've loved being the man in the box for most of my life. I wouldn't trade this job for any other job in the world. But it's still hard work. Long days and short nights. By that, I mean very little sleep. True, I... Miss meeting some big-name celebrities, but I don't miss the meetings with abusive bosses who call my mama nasty names just because they can. And yes, I miss joking and laughing with my old Hudson and Harrigan buddy Fred Olson. But hey, I still get to do that in the last segment of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show every week. And I'll tell you what I most definitely don't miss. I don't miss getting up at 3 a.m. five days a week. <laughs> yeah, sleep until the sun comes up. That's one of God's greatest gifts in my life. And I try to thank him for it every day in my prayers. But one of the questions I am most often asked is, how has broadcasting changed over the years? And that's one I could talk about for a long, long time. <laughs> Who knows, maybe even 50 or 60 years. In point of fact, there are many ways broadcasting has changed since the mid-60s when I broke into radio. Through the back, with a screwdriver and a ball-peen hammer, remember? Anyway, one of the biggest changes is the way broadcasters conduct themselves on the air these days. Even the language they use. It's, it's sometimes downright shocking to me. We would never have talked like that back in the mid-60s. Well, for instance, I, for one, am really tired of hearing sports talk guys on our old station, no less. I'm sick and tired of hearing them badmouth Cal McNair. I heard one of them call him an idiot on the air a few nights ago. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, 
If Cal McNair was sitting in your studio right now, you wouldn't have the courage to call him anything other than sir. So rein in that ego a little bit, you moron. And just for the record, I would have the courage to call that broadcaster a moron to his face, even though I know I shouldn't. But I must admit, I just don't enjoy sports talk on the radio as much as I used to. And it's because of people with attitudes just like that. A little civility is in order, don't you think? On the other hand, I do think Cal McNair will even admit that he bungled the Deshaun Watson issue. I mean, telling the highest paid employee in your organization that you are going to include him in the hiring process for a GM and then turning around and not doing that, that's just gross mismanagement. But you can't go back in time unless you're Doc Brown and have a DeLorean outfitted with a flux capacitor, right? <laughs> so let's just move on. .org. <laughs> Better yet, maybe we ought to just give the Texans new leaders a chance to prove themselves before we start calling the owner an idiot. Behind his back, no less. Coward. However, one thing that hasn't changed is we love to talk about food and fun on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. So today, we're going to introduce you to a backyard chef who decided to mix up his own Cajun seasoning for his own private use and wound up starting a whole business out of it. Scott Grow is yet another in a long line of Louisiana natives who wound up here in Houston. And of course, he loves to cook outdoors. Don't all Cajuns love to cook outdoors? He's got a great story to tell about how he came to invent Scott's Cajun seasoning, and he'll also share some of his own cooking secrets and recipes with us along the way. Oh, yeah, and he wanted me to make you a special offer. If you'll go to his website, scottscajun.com, and use the discount code COOK, he'll give you 15% off any amount you buy. So check it out. That's scottscajun.com. And me? Oh, I'll just keep on being the man in the box. I'll be easy to find. I'll be the guy over in the corner with a screwdriver in one hand and a ball-peen hammer in the other. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The old grill sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media, and my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert. Please make welcome Scott Grow, who has developed a line of Cajun seasonings for us backyard chefs. He lives here in Houston. Hey, Scott. It's good to have you on the show. Ah, thanks very much for having me. We always like to introduce our guests to the audience. So let's start out by having you tell us where were you born, where were you reared, where did you go to school, all that kind of stuff. All right. So, um, yeah, I was, I was born uh, and raised in Louisiana. I was born in, in Rain, Louisiana. Um, till about two or three years old. And then, um, my family moved over to Lafayette, which is, uh, relatively close, maybe 20 minute drive from rain. And where'd you go to school? Oh, I, uh, yeah. So I, I went to, uh, Como high school, uh, in Lafayette. 
uh, and I attended uh, University of Louisiana, but back then it was uh, USL, University of Southwest Louisiana. Yeah, I remember that well, I, and that means we already have a connection, Scott. My wife was born and raised in Shreveport. Cajun cuisine is a staple around here. We couldn't live without Cooney ice cream, and I know you know what I mean when I say that, <laughs> but... We'll get to that a little later on. You're an accomplished outdoor cook, obviously. So tell us where you learned that skill. Yeah, so as a, as a kid, um, I never was the, uh, the guy uh, cooking, right? But uh, my mom and dad were both fantastic cooks as well as my grandparents. But uh, uh, just watching my parents cook, um, I was always kind of in charge of uh, just stirring the pot. You know, <laughs> mom would cook. <laughs> Yeah, stir the pot, Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your dad taught you how to hunt and fish. We would assume that you're passing that along to your children as well, right? Uh, yeah, I tried to, um, although uh, with not as much success. I've uh, I've, I've worked a lot uh, in the week on the weekends. I just didn't have very much time to do much of the hunting and fishing, like. Uh, like my my dad took me to. So, do you like to cook in the field, or do you bring the trophy home first? Um, well, we've always we've always hunted and, and fished uh, out of a, a hunting camp, right? So, um, we would always bring it bring it over to the camp, uh, clean it up right there, and uh, it would go in the pot uh, that that evening. So, um, it was it was always uh, you uh, you cook you cook what you catch or cook what you kill. Yeah, I'm, I admire people who can do that. I, I can't clean the carcass properly to prepare it for that. So I have to go to the Belleville Meat Market and use their wild game uh, processing plan. Uh -huh. That works a lot better for me. You know, using my wife as proof, Texas is full of transplanted Cajuns like you. And I've always said a Cajun will deep fat fry a rock and a Texan will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but it did take you a while to get here. Your career was originally in oil and gas. So that took you to a far flung corner of the planet, right? Yeah, that's correct. I, uh, I lived three years in uh, New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. And that was, uh, I was working for Halliburton um, and I was, uh, was traveling um, to Papua New Guinea, to Australia, and also uh, working in New Zealand. So uh, it kept me really busy. Well, we understand that New Zealand was actually what inspired you to create your own Cajun seasoning. So tell us the story behind that. Yeah. So, um, so as a uh, as a, a true Cajun, I packed my bags and uh, and all my furniture and and all of my Cajun spices and moved over to New Zealand. Um, however, um, once I got there, I made friends and, and those friends started liking my Cajun seasoning and they, uh, they took it from me. <laughs> uh, so, so I ended up, uh, in a, in a terrible situation for a Cajun boy. <laughs> uh, I did not have any Cajun seasoning. <laughs> so, uh, you can't run over to the store and, and buy Cajun seasoning, so yeah, not New Zealand. You know, you got to do something. So I made my own. My uh, my son and I, Patrick, um, worked together, refined our recipe, and uh, and it's still the same one that we uh, we use today. That was back in two thousand and eight. Well, without revealing any state secrets here, what are some of the spices you use to make it? So uh, they're, they're basic basic spices. Uh, 
spices you could find in New Zealand, actually, you know, salt, pepper, cayenne pepper, um, you know, black pepper, white pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. So just the basics, but it's just the, just the right blend of them all. Right. Now, how did you decide on your name for your Cajun seasoning? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's not an original name. I was given this name, uh, when I was born, but, um, <laughs> but I, I went through all kinds of, of ideas, you know, what are we going to name this? It's going to be this name. It's going to be this name. And I was trying to think of the perfect name. Uh, and, and then my wife finally just came to me and said, you know, everybody that you know, that you give the seasoning to knows this seasoning as Scott's Cajun seasoning. Duh. <laughs> Don't overthink it. You've got a name already. Just use it. So at this point, Scott's Cajun seasoning is just for your personal use and maybe to, as gifts to your family and friends. When did it become something you actively tried to sell? So I've ever since New Zealand, my plan was while I was in New Zealand, I wanted to to get it going, right? To get it to get it bottled and sell it because it it, it was liked. Um, and of course, we we ended up. Uh, I ended up getting another job and moving back to um, the states. And well, with a new job comes new responsibilities, comes uh, new learning curves, and just busy. So um, that kind of was put on hold. So when did you realize that Scott's Cajun seasoning was a viable revenue stream? Um, when I was in New Zealand, I thought there was an opportunity there because it was so different and so, so, uh, so new. When I moved to Fort Worth, um, I thought, well, you know, Louisiana is just down the road from here. Maybe, maybe, the, you know, the market's saturated. I should just not worry about it. But every time I would, I would try a Cajun seasoning, I, in my opinion, I thought that there was something that needed to be different. And that difference was Scott. So, Kind of at that point, um, once I made the realization that I had a good product, that it tasted good, and that um, it, it, it could be a popular ingredient to, my, to anyone's cooking. So I said, now's the time. So how can listeners buy some to try at home? Um, I have a website. You could also give me a call. You could email me. But uh, my website is uh, scottscajun.com. Um, there's lots of recipes on there. There's... Um, uh, and, and I do free shipping over, over 10 bottles. So, uh, there's an opportunity to, uh, gather your friends and, uh, collectively buy a, a bulk. And you're going to expand your sales tactics from word of mouth and website to farmer's markets in the very near future. Which ones? Um, so I'm looking right now, I, I live in Tomball. So right now the, the obvious choice and the easiest choice is the Tomball farmer's market. Um, They've got a really good, uh, really good uh, crowd, and I think that uh, there's a good opportunity there. Um, also, um, in spring, uh, on Sundays, um, every other Sunday, there's a, uh, a marketplace uh, right there on Rayford Road that I'm thinking about uh, um, jumping in into that as well. So just those two to begin with, and um, and from there, let's see how it goes. Uh, as I said, my uh, my son uh, was helpful in, in um, helping create this this seasoning, and my uh, uh, and and he does help me to 
to work on these spices. So maybe I'll get him to set up something in College Station. You mentioned Fort Worth a moment ago. We have another connection now because I was born and reared in Fort Worth. Pascal High School went to TCU. We moved here over 40 years ago, so I only go back for Horned Frog football games from time to time. But how long were you in Cowtown? So I was actually I actually lived in uh, Burleson. Yes, uh, I lived there for two years. Um, uh, I was working for Halliburton at the time, and um, and then an opportunity came about for me to to jump companies um, and to move to Houston uh, 2012. And uh, the rest is history. I'm here, and, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm stuck here. And, uh, I don't want to say stuck here. I, I want I. I should say you guys are stuck with me here. And thus, Scott has given up the nomadic life. (laughs) So he also has other Cajun seasonings, but they're all in various stages of development right now. So let's talk about those in the next segment of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Shall we, Scott? That sounds fantastic. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original All Spas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Hames to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. 
If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today. 832-551-1000 or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market. Just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit Belleville BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. Our guest today is Scott Grow. He's a native of Louisiana. And by virtue of that, and that alone... He is naturally a master at-home chef, <laughs> because everybody from Louisiana knows how to cook. So we're honored to have you on the show today, Scott. Oh, thank you very much. I'm enjoying myself. We mentioned earlier that early in your career, uh, you were in oil and gas, but you've branched off into another industry that's completely unrelated to oil and gas. What is it? Yeah, so uh, after a recent layoff in uh, February, I, uh, I decided that... Um, well, it was time to teach an old dog new tricks. So um, I am now a licensed real estate agent. I work for United Real Estate, and um, I sell and buy houses, or, or I help you sell and buy houses uh, and, and rent and, and lease as well. So seeing how that goes. Well, we understand that George Springer and James Harden have just put their homes on the market, and maybe Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt may not be far behind. So is it a buyer's market right now, Scott? <laughs> it, it, absolutely, it is. Um, there, There is um, lots of homes for sale, but um, there's also lots of buyers, so um, you have to know what you're looking for and when you see it you have to jump on it so maybe our listeners could call united real estate and talk to scott grow and get a sweet deal on a mcmansion (laughs) (laughs) because i think some athletes are going to be trying to sell their houses soon what part of town do you primarily serve scott i you know being the new guy on the block i'm i'm there is no certain area i service if you call me you want to see a house and it's an hour away or it's five minutes away, I'm there. Great. I, I live in Tomball, and actually last weekend I showed a house in uh, Galveston. So there is no limit, you know. It, there's, uh, uh, I have a vehicle, and I'm, I'll be there. I'll be more than happy to, uh, to help you buy or to help you sell. 
Well, let's get back to stirring the pot, because this is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, after all. I mentioned in the earlier segment that you're expanding Scott's Cajun seasonings beyond this basic mixture that you already sell on your website right now. So what kind of other products are you developing? So I've got developed quite a few. Um, I'm right now just working on packaging, trying to get those uh, to look just right. But I have a... um, uh, of course, my Cajun seasoning, I have a Cajun fish fry, uh, a jambalaya mix, mm. a dirty rice mix. Oh. I have a, a coffee rub, um, blackening seasoning, uh, and of course, the, the foundation of all, all Cajun meals, I uh, have a roux. Well, please tell me you got a gumbo mix. I do. Now, is it right? Absolutely not. I'm... Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm very, very picky about gumbo, so um, I'm still working up that recipe right now. Yeah, well, having a Cajun wife, I'm pretty picky about gumbo too, Scott, (laughs) but my wife makes a killer bowl of gumbo. So is your son helping you with these new blends too? Yeah, so he's actually uh, in the the kitchen with me. helping me make, mix these. He's, he's an excellent sampler, as a, all my kids and, and my wife are, are definitely samplers. But, uh, yeah, Patrick is, is actually um, in the kitchen with me and, and helping me mix things up. So when do you think these offshoots of Scott's Cajun seasoning are going to be available for our listeners to buy? Um, I would say uh, the fish fry and, and the jambalaya and dirty rice is uh, a week away. Wow, cool. Maybe, maybe two weeks away. Um, the uh, the coffee rub is very close as well. Maybe that's in that same timeline. The gumbo mix, like I said, uh, I've, I've, we've got to eat a lot of gumbo for the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Just to- Well, when is dinner served? I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're invited, that's for sure. Obviously, you're an avid backyard chef. So how many outdoor cookers do you own, Scott? Oh, boy. Um, so... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the struggle is real. It's a difficult <laughs> addiction to keep under control, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've got I've got the standards. You know, I've got the offset smoker. I've got the uh, the gas grill for those quick uh, after work steaks, um, and I've got the uh, the electric smoker just for uh, you know when you don't feel like making that fire. But propane burners i mean i've got a propane burner for every day of the week yeah <laughs> so i've got a, a propane burner for 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 boiling crawfish you know it's jetted just right to get that water boiling quick i've got uh i've got a propane uh burner for for my rice and gravy or for my jambalaya so um i would i would venture to guess uh counting my um Propane burners, I'd say about six or seven. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty universal among us. I did finding a place to park my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's tough because you go to Academy or you go to Lowe's, and you know you got to stop in that section. Oh yeah, there's always one you need. Yeah, obviously we want to talk about some of your favorite dishes to prepare here in the last few minutes. You say your family favorite is smoked salmon. I'll be honest with you, when I cook salmon, I grill it for about 10 or 12 minutes and I just eat it. <laughs> but you go low and slow on the salmon, is that right? Well, yeah. So I um wow. The the slow is actually the 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 process to get it into the smoker. So I do a a dry brine. Ah. So uh 
brown sugar, salt, and of course, Scott's Cajun seasoning. Of course. I, I just pack that all around the fish um, to the point where it's all brine, dry brine. You can't see the fish at all. Um, the next morning, overnight, I do this. The next morning, it's it's all liquid. All of that uh, salt and, and, and um, spices have kind of seeped out all the water and soaked into the to the fish itself um, rinse it all off and uh, throw it in the smoker i don't know it's not very long maybe maybe an hour hour and a half uh on a on a very low heat and uh fantastic well we're talking about low and slow here we couldn't help but notice that one of the things you listed is hamburgers but you call them barbecue barbecue hamburgers scott talk about that yeah just uh just Hamburgers right over the right over the uh, the coals. Um, I, of course, you you make the hamburgers uh, with the the ground beef eighty twenty and and of course Scott's Cajun seasoning. You uh, just pack it in with that and then uh, yeah, throw it right on the grill, right over the fire, and um, and the next thing you know, you're eating one of the best burgers of your life. So, in other words, it's not using barbecue sauce. It's not really a barbecue flavor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just barbecue over a barbecue pet. So. Okay. So we'd be shocked if a Louisiana boy didn't make jambalaya, etouffee, red beans and rice. How am I doing so far, Scott? Oh, all of those are in my wheelhouse. That's for sure. Well, there's another Louisiana favorite out there called Tasso that I was introduced to when I lived in Louisiana and met my wife. Uh, but I, I bet a lot of our listeners don't know what it is. Explain. So Tasso is a um, heavily spiced piece of pork. Um, I've even seen turkey Tasso, uh, but heavily spiced um, and uh, uh, smoked for a very, very long time to the point where it's almost, it's not like jerky, but it, it's, it's very, very dry. Um, and that's cut up and that's thrown into gumbos. It's thrown into jambalayas. It's thrown into beans. Beans is always, uh, you always use tasso and, and beans, red beans and rice kind of just screams for tasso. And I've also been known to throw it in my mouth <laughs> directly. <laughs> oh, and don't forget, yes, it's very, very good to eat just as an appetizer. Scott Grow has been our guest today. So tell us again where we can go online to buy some Scott's Cajun seasoning. All right. So uh, just go to scottscajun.com and uh, take a look at all my recipes. And also you could buy as many of those as you want. How about a phone number? Phone number, uh, 346-225-8969. Email? Email is scottscajun at gmail.com. Social media? Uh, so I've got a, uh, a Facebook page, and it's just Scott's Cajun Seasoning. You could do at Scott's Cajun. Uh, Instagram, same thing, uh, at Scott's Cajun. Scott, we appreciate your time today, and we hope you'll agree to come back on the show soon. And say hello to George Springer and James Harden for us, will you? <laughs> yep, uh, right, right when we're signing the contract to sell their house. I'll, I'll say hello. <laughs> Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. 
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website, edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide 
variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. It's not unusual for people to walk up to me and say, Do you ever talk to your old radio partner? So here's my old radio partner. It's Fred Olson. What's shaking out in the sticks there, partner? Uh, beautiful morning, beautiful day, and, and just, you know, I love this time of year where it's not too cold, it's not too hot, it's not too muggy, and uh, it's just fun. The dog is so frisky, you look at him, he just starts bouncing up and down. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but all, all is good, and a lot of people ask me, too, have you ever, you ever talked to Harrigan? Yeah. <laughs> and I say, yeah, every week, and they go, oh, wow, what do you do? I say, oh, we do little radio. I say, you do? And I said, yeah, we're still, you know, we can't get too far away from the radio waves because there's not much else on on the radio these days. Yeah, that's true. And and for those of you who are new to the Board Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, Fred and I were Hudson and Harrigan here in Houston for almost 30 continuous years. And just being able to talk to the guy on the radio for 10 minutes every week is actually kind of therapeutic for me. <laughs> not to mention, I just enjoy shooting the breeze with you, pal. Well, we get to realize how blessed we were to be able to be there, that niche in radio time. Yeah. The, you know, the basic thing was just go in there and have fun. That was our theme. And you know, I was speaking of shooting a moment ago. We featured Scott Grow, who makes uh, Scott's Cajun seasoning earlier in the show. You should try it. Ooh. Uh, and we discussed how he loves to hunt. But even though you live right in the middle of hunting country, you don't really do that. I mean, other than rattlesnakes, right? <laughs> well, I, I love target shooting. I had the grandkids out. They were with us for eight days, and they loved um, – I set up targets, you know, in safe areas. And, and so it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, we shoot. I've got I've got my weapons, and I like to go shoot. I, I'm a target. I'm a long-distance target shooting kind of guy. I love that. I, there's something about that that solo kind of thing where, where you just really have to be precise. I like that. But yeah, we have so many deer. I, you know, I could really sit on the front porch and take one out. <laughs> I'd let it, I'd, well, I've got a huge um, protein deer feeder that's probably about 300 yards away from the house. And I can just sit and look at them and they come out at night and creep around and put their noses in there. And you could always hit one. But I don't have any room in my freezer as it is. What am I going to do with and besides, if you shot one, they'd never come back, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they would. But but I just don't feel like I, people go, hey, you want to shoot a deer? I went, if you clean it, they go, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Belleville Meat Market, Fred. <laughs> Belleville Meat Market. Somebody was telling me the other day we were talking about uh, deer hunting. Uh, oh, my buddy John, he goes, oh, there's nothing like the Belleville Meat Market. I said, oh, Poffenberg. Yeah. No, it was Jason I was talking to. I said, oh, yeah. I said, they're amazing. And the, the amount of deer they, they process each year is just is phenomenal. But their meat market, just going there is like Mecca. Yeah, you got to take an ice chest with you. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to be really unhappy with yourself <laughs> because you did, you're going to have to leave some things behind that you really wanted to take home. Or you have to drive home really, really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Well, Fred and I spent many hours in NRG Stadium back in the days when we were Hudson and Harrigan because our on-air home 
was the flagship station for the Houston Texans radio network. Oh, yeah. And since we last talked here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, a lot has happened over there on Kirby Drive. So let's talk about that for a minute. First of all, what do you think of the Texans hiring Nick Casario and David Cully? Uh. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, Fred. It was good to talk to you again. Sure, yeah. Well, thanks for coming. We'll see you next week. I don't, I, well, here, here's my take on that. He's been in the NFL for a long time. He's a much thought of guy, but has not ever been considered for a coaching job. And he's 65. So most of his life in the NFL, he's been a good assistant, a great teacher, a great communicator, but no one's thought enough of him to elevate him to head coaching. So that, that says a lot. He might turn to be the best secret ever kept, but I've never heard of him before. Now, you're talking about David Cully, obviously, here. David Cully, right. Yeah, Casario may turn out to be a real gem, but I don't know. But you, you look at track record for, for coaching, and then he's going to, his defense coordinator is going to be Lovey Smith, who hasn't had a job in five years, who, along with Tony Junji, came up with a Tampa 2 defense, which is great, but it's so out of date now that things are evolving so fast that I don't know. You got a couple, you know, a bunch of 60 year old guys, and we can raise our hands there. Yeah. Where, where's your energy level at 65 or 67 or I know it's 68. Mine is kind of slowing down. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't see it. I don't know where they came up with a guy. Everybody else went, who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A number of people did that. But did you see his press conference? Guy had an awful lot of energy to me. He did, but he didn't say a lot. Oh, he kept going, but yeah, yeah. And the McNair's and da, da, da. And so what I saw of it was kind of just, he's so exuberant, which is wonderful. And I think excitement is great. But we'll, we'll wait and see. And, and yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just like you. I'm just a spectator. I'm just a fan. So what we really know in a nutshell is not very much, but we speculate a lot. And, and we don't know. He might turn out to be the greatest gift, or he could be a bridge coach to the next season or seasons of, of the Houston Texans. So I don't know. don't know. But I noticed that we were all high on Eric Bieniemy, but no one else picked him up either. Yep. No one else did. That is pretty interesting to note. And I know you say really well informed on the NFL and, and the Texans in particular. So you'll probably agree with me when I say this, but everything I've read from well-respected league insiders and, and even some of these sports talk doofuses, they all say really good things about Casario and Cully. So I think we ought to at least give them a chance to prove themselves. Well, sure. And, and you gave him what a five-year contract, a lot of money. And he's going, yes. <laughs> and he'll be exuberant and he'll be a lot of fun to, uh, to watch. And he's just really a, just a ball of energy. So that's, that's great. So good. I hope it works out. Uh, and if we don't, if Deshaun Watson stays, we have to struggle for a number of years with no draft picks and, and really, and a, and a cap is so high. I don't think we have any money. I think we're over cap. Close to, but I don't think we're quite over the cap, no. That's how much you can spend on your on your players each year. So if we're stuck where we were last year, that is probably not really good. And uh, and, and I'm. it's interesting how Deshaun hasn't stood up and said, I'm not going anywhere. This is my team. Before he signed the big contract, he was so thrilled that Houston was his team. And, and But how could the culture have gone so sideways just since Bill left? You know, I don't know. Well, I do think that Cal McNair will even admit that he, he bungled the Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, he when you tell your highest paid employee that you're going to include him in the hiring process for GM, and then you turn around and don't do that, that's just gross mismanagement. I mean, I, don't you agree with that? Well, also, he said, I want you to keep Tim Kelly as the offense coordinator, and they did. And now he says, well, it's, the rumor is that he wants out and hasn't said anything against that so 
if he wants to be traded, we'll get a ton of draft picks and years of probably wallowing around trying to figure out who we are again. And, uh, but yeah, I, I saw John McClain, who had never played, never played the game, <laughs> says that we, we should get two ones, two twos, and two defensive players, at least for Deshaun Watson. After what, uh, the Lions got for Jared Goff, that switch. I mean, the Lions just got a ton of draft picks yep. for a 33-year-old quarterback who's a great guy, by the way, uh-huh. and who has, what, a couple years left maybe in the NFL because he's been so beat up over the years. Matt Stafford, who was one of the first guys to get one of those gigantic guaranteed contracts. Remember, after that, they had the new Stafford rule? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that re- They rearranged the pay structure of, from rookie quarterbacks and everything else because of the Stafford thing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just a great guy, so hopefully he works out and and Goff works out in Detroit, but Detroit got eight. I don't think the Rams have a first-round pick until 2024. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rams seem to be allergic to first-round draft picks. <laughs> but, but, but that's true. Maybe that's what O'Brien was doing. You see, he would mortgage the future, just hoping to get you know a real winning season and then make everything okay. But I, I don't know. It's it's fun. It's drama. And, and, and the Super Bowl's, you know, just that's what it's all about this year. It's a drama. Could anybody could win this thing? It's a, great. Well, last week you said you might do a rack of ribs to eat during the Super Bowl. So is is that still the plan, my man? No, my wife's going to make a huge pot of her chili, which is just great. And we're going to do that. And, and she's got some other things going on. Shrimp cocktail. Mm. Got like four or five items. And um, oh, some kind of dip thing. So it's it's all good. So <laughs> what time are those going to be ready? I don't want to be late. <laughs> Hey, have you had your shot? <laughs> yes. I got the first one uh, a couple of weeks ago, due to get the next one here in the next week. Oh, wonderful. Then you you're gonna be you're gonna feel pretty good about that, I'll bet. Uh more than anything, I'm going to have my grandson over for the weekend and we may not give him back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy every second of that because you've had eight, eight or nine months of no contact right yeah, that's right that's right and we are heartbroken over that well we're speaking of late it's time to go so enjoy the super bowl tomorrow and let's do this all over again next week when we still don't know what we're talking about okay <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this edition of the boyd seafood outdoor cooking show Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. I was about cooking something up with me.